Today's episode is brought to you by Outdoor Voices. For 20% off your first order of $100 or more, visit OutdoorVoices.com slash BrainCandy and enter BrainCandy. You guys, it's like, okay, it's like 5.30 p.m. over here, Mm -hmm. but it feels like it's the dark of night. This is why I hate daylight savings once again. Sarah, remember when we just talked about that? Yes. Guess what? What? It got worse for me. (laughs) No. She looks really upset right now, too. (laughs) Tell me everything. So I found out the person that created it. Is a Pittsburgher. Oh, how could he even be mad now? <laughs> it's a politician oh. that ran on this. And guess what else? You know how, I don't know why am I yelling? Yeah, I love those though. You know how we thought that it was like the farming yeah, thing. Like this what is what everyone's been selling us, a mm-hmm. bill of goods. Mm-hmm. It turns out it's so that it was lighter in the evening so people would spend more money at stores and shop longer. Oh. We should have known. It's not for the goddamn corn farmers. Let this be a lesson to everyone that when a politician (laughs) pitches an idea that seems like he's going to like change the world, it's Mm -hmm. probably to put dollars into somebody's pocket. Yeah. And like, that's not okay with me. Dude. Especially if you're from PGH. Oh, man. (laughs) And where did we get the farming thing? Is that like the lie they told us? I don't know whether it's a lie they told us or people were just like, it must be for the farm, you know, where we, you're like, like I, 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 and so for some reason, like the Bush family is connected to that <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> just like, you know, like I categorize, like I like, you're like, I think there's a story about this and this, these two things. I don't know why. I don't I, know what that you're is. You're probably right. But either way, I'm still not happy about it. Like, I mean, it was, and also the car wash closes earlier. They're open from dawn till dusk. <gasps> Who has hours like that? The car wash. I just told you. Who though? It's <laughs> I don't know how just, more specific I could be. Just one? No, or? every one. Oh. They, they have different summer. It's like we're open rain or shine or, or not rain or shine. We're open. Shine. Shine. <laughs> Period. This is like an actual thing. I swear. Because like I went... And they were closed. I went somewhere the other... I went, drove by one, and I'm like, oh, this is weird. It's 5.30 and they're that's closed. That's terrible because Dawn is now at 6. Just ask my kid. Oh, my God. Who is like, good morning. No, it really feels like I'm going to bed when the sun is coming up. Oh, my God. Like, I, I, I'm having insomnia lately where I can't go to bed, and it's like 4.30, and I'm like, oh, it's trying to turn light. I got to sleep. What? I'm for real. I went to bed at 4, 15, 4.30 last night and I was up at 7.30 this morning. And I cannot help it. I can't. It's the past three days I've been doing that. Wow. Yeah. Have you asked your doctor what's right for you? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> right. Sound like one of those commercials. Like, You're just I don't not know. into that? No, I got to figure out. There's, There's got to be something that like... My doctor is the worst. About or, well, for sure. You know. Aren't we like, all? think something going on. I hate when they give you tips though. They're like... You. <laughs> Go ahead, because I know I'm Keep, all. First of all, turn off all screens to... Uh, oh, okay. Okay. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Light a candle like I'm Ben Franklin and read a book? Right. When I have insomnia at 4 a.m., I mean, like... 
I don't like it. I, I don't like their tips. I get it. My but. my doctor's real into that. Like, you know, I have um, restless leg. Yes. And so every time I have to go in to get this stupid prescription for the Quanapin, and Quanapin is one of those drugs where they have to be like kind of yeah. careful because yeah. it's habit forming yeah. or whatever. And so she's always like, have you tried seltzer water? No kidding. Oh my God. That's what they used to say when I had morning sickness. And they're like, did you try ginger? Ginger. And I was like, if one more <laughs> fucking person tells me that I should take eat ginger, I will take that freaking ginger and choke up with it. It's like, don't tell like, me that. I get it. If you're talking to somebody else. Yeah. I <sighs> always bust out like that my credentials at these times. <laughs> Because I honestly, I'm a researcher. <laughs> I have written many papers that where I, I look at peer-reviewed articles. I mean, if, I've done the. I'm. Yeah, I get. If it. they choose to not give me the prescription, that's fine. But I will use something worse you to have... solve the problem. So it's uh, you. You decide. You decide. Uh, I feel like I get the same. Oh my god, this is going to be a little overshare, or maybe it's going to be one of those things where it's like, thank goodness, it's not just me. When I go and talk about. Uh, we'll call it a pH imbalance in my lady parts. Oh yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, oh no. Have you tried using a different soap? Have you tried using cotton underwear? Have you cotton yes, underwear? Bitches, have you tried using a different laundry detergent? Yes, 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 yes. You know when I started the first time I asked you about this twenty years ago. Wow. I need a different solution now. I know all that. Just give me the medicine and let's get the fuck out of here. I can't believe they say cotton underwear every time. Every time. And they go, you know what? And I finished this sentence. I was like, let me guess. Cotton underwear, change my soap and use a different laundry detergent? Yeah. I do all that. I got it. Check. Got it. Check, check, check. Now give me the medicine. Can I tell you a funny story about underwear? Yeah, please. So the other day, <laughs> Kara McSweeney, the, uh-huh. zoo- yeah. or the zookeeper or whatever, mm-hmm. who she sends us those snake skins. Yeah. And I had been cleaning out Lincoln's bedroom and I found the box of snake skins. And I'm like, do you want these? Like, do you want to keep them? Or like, cause whatever. And he was like, yeah, I love them. And then like two days later, we came back from a restaurant and we're all three of us are changing into our jammies. And you know how like when you get undressed and like have a pile of clothes? Well, I had a um, pair of like nude lace panties on the floor. And Lincoln goes, is that that snake's? (laughs) (laughs) I swear to you, I doubled over because it was so sincere and earnest. He just, That's like, why would that be on the floor in my bedroom anyway? He's just in his little kid mind going, they're a similar texture. And it, I looked at it and I was like, you know what? It, it totally look like looks like a, a snake has eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Shit any hoodles. Uh, I feel like there was something that that reminded, I know that there was something that reminded me too of, of oh, a funny underwear story. I was at, uh, my friend invited me to a yoga class. And so I went with her and mm-hmm. I didn't, she didn't, I didn't know I should have done a better job looking that it was one of those hot yoga classes and it was great. I loved it. It was fantastic. I hate hot yoga. I love it. And, um, but I hadn't been in so long, but I forgot a towel and she was like, Oh, don't worry. I brought one for you. And she went to go open up her towel and she got the static on, you know, <gasps> like the static and she looked, it was one of the best they moments. Were sundies. Yeah. But Aww. like, it was so cute because she like, my towel didn't have it, but it was hers. And she like went to go lay it out. And then she looks at me and is like, Oh. Oh my god! And then like flips it up and shows me this like red lace thong, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, that's so great! I love it. And then it just made my heart feel so warm because I'm like, it's not just me. Mm-mm. Oh, Mm-mm. that happens to everybody. And it like we should. That's like I love those moments where they're like funny, light, embarrassing moments. 
Well, and you're so fun to have them with because you never make anyone feel weird. Oh, it's not weird. Because uh, I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Let's call attention to all these weird things. And, and you know, I guess because, like, I am a walking Murphy's Law where, like, whatever <laughs> can go wrong will go wrong. It's really nice when, like, I get to, like, share that with somebody else, I guess. I should say, though, that if you're going to be, like, doing hot yoga yep. or doing any kind of workout. I know what you're going to say, and I wore that outfit, exact outfit there. And I got voices. tons of compliments on it where they were like, this whole look is amazing. They loved it. Remember, I, I told you last time that I was getting the matching set of the light colored with my new tan shoes. Yeah. Of like white and white oh, and crop yeah. top. I wore that there. So, oh my God, this is the most appropriate thing. Tell the people where I got it, Sue's. Outdoor voices? Yes! Okay! You'd hit the nail on the head. <laughs> it's clothing that's made to be to sweat in, but you don't have to go to hot yoga like a weirdo. No, nope, don't have you to do it. You could just go for a walk with your family outside or take your dog out or, you know, go for a bike ride. That's what they're all about, about is just sort of like, you don't have to go harder, stronger, faster. You can just, just go. Do something. Yeah. Do something, anything. Well, the, the first time I wore it was on the airplane. So oh, that's smart. Gotten, I was like, I'm looking cute everywhere. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. And they have fabrics that are designed for performance and having fun with your family and for with the fabric that they make. It's like textured compression stuff that if you're going for a hike or a jog, it's perfect for that. Or if you just want to be cozy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Sarah loves that they're called Outdoor Voices. I do. I think it's so great. Because everybody um, told me to... Use my indoor voice all the time. Yeah, and she's so over just like, it. whatever outdoor voices. <laughs> Here's the deal for 20% off your first order of $100 or more, visit outdoorvoices.com slash brain candy and use promo code brain candy. That's 20% off your first order of $100 or more. Visit outdoorvoices.com slash brain candy. They have men and women stuff. Oh, and I didn't even know that. yeah, they have stuff for everybody and they just want people to live happier, healthier lives. It's not like, you know, Go harder, right? Which I like. Not that part. Oh, I was gonna say no. What? I like to go less, right? Just like, yeah, just. <laughs> but I'm all about going. like going out and keeping active. Yeah, I love that. Any hoodles? Any hoodles? Um, do you want to hear about siblings? Sure. Or not really? Well, you tell me about that, then I'm going to tell you about no, you future go first. siblings you go in first. space. <laughs> you go first. No. All right. Well, anyway, it was this article in the Atlantic about the importance of siblings oh. um, and how I think a lot of times we put an emphasis on parents. It's siblings and that. Oh. And the reason is because they're your longest relationship. They are. Most, you know, if everything goes as planned. You know, oh. Your parent's going to die. True before your sibling likely. Mm. And um, it was talking about how the structure of families, 82% of people live with a sibling. That's fewer than live with their dad. 82%? Oh, wait. You know, in their growing lifetime. Up. Yeah, okay, got it, got it, got it. I thought you meant currently. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but that's it. fewer than live with their dad. You know what I mean? More than live with their dad? Sorry. Yeah. More people live More people live with, with their sibling yeah, than they do sorry. live with their dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's and totally I, true. And I had never thought about I'm that. I'm one of those people. I right. lived with my brothers longer than I ever lived with my dad. Right. I have a closer relationship with them, hands down. Me too. And you have this shared experience of yep. what, you know, like if your parents are cuckoo crazy, mm-hmm. which mine are, Same. then you all have an experience. It's kind of like when we talk about like being on the real world or road rules, mm-hmm. how... 
even when you don't like the other people in your cast, you have this shared experience. And sometimes that can be sustainable just based upon that foundation. And, you know, I think even like when you say, oh, maybe you don't like them, but you have the shared experience. I really want to put it out there to people, especially who are in their late 20s or even like the 20s, like transitioning into the 30s, that regardless of the relationship that you had with your siblings as children, you can have a wonderful relationship with them as adults. And I think some people throw... They think because they didn't have a relationship with them. It's hard. Like there's a transition. There's something that changes, especially if, well, with anything, if if you were the youngest child and then you had like a parentified older sibling or you, it was the reverse where you were the oldest child and you felt like you had to like kind of care for those siblings or whatever. The, the nature of the relationship changes as you become adults and more like equals and peers. And I think that really wonderful relationships come out of siblings Oh yeah. Friendships as adults. My siblings are my best friends. But that only happens if you can transition from siblings into adults that are friends. I think you are always struck by the fact that I have a brother in his fifties and I am always the youngest of five. And so my oldest brother is in his fifties, but we're so close. And luckily we were close all along. I mean, he was 13 when I was born. So, I mean, that's a huge difference. Um, but I feel like really lucky and it really makes me go back and forth about the, our family mm-hmm. because only child thing is fine. Yeah. And there are benefits to both. It's kind of like what studies do you want to look at? Yeah. You know, like anything. Ask, uh, wondering about you, your, you and your brother, you know, because there was that big age difference, I would imagine that he was kind of like, not parentified, but like there was a, a relationship where he was... M- more of the teacher or the guide and you were like kind of following. Well, he was more absent, Oh, you know, cause by the time I was like aware, let's say eight, uh-huh. he was 20 yeah, he or was gone. whatever. So he was gone. So but when did you get to reestablish that? Or like, d- did you, he always treated time? me with respect and he always, um, talked to me like I had something to important oh, to say. That's wonderful. And I really value that. He still does. I was just with him when my dad passed yeah. away. He drove up from Florida and he was talking about something. He goes, you know what I like about you? You always get it. Mm-hmm. And that's like whatever. What, who would, when, yeah. And yeah. I, that we, he writes, he loves Trump. Everything on, I had to defriend him on <sighs> Facebook and Dahlia, our assistant is his daughter who I love, but like we have nothing in common in terms of worldview, but like we see each other and we get it. Mm. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. What about you? I wonder if it was like, if he has a moment where he's like, cause it's all, it's really, it's not so much the younger one, but it's the older one who has to stop seeing you as a kid. Oh yeah. And he has to make that, that jump to seeing you as an adult mm. and the same way it's difficult for parents to transition, transition through that mm. where they go, Hmm. I can't, I don't have the same role in this person's life. Like good on him for, for, but do you have trouble seeing like that your brothers as like grown men? I, it wasn't until maybe like two or three years ago that that all really happened. Cause they started acting like grown yes, men. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. 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 They yeah. started doing things where I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And not needing me as much. Yeah. Which then is like my stuff I have to deal with, which is like, 
Well, because then what's yeah, my role? Because right. now it's like I have to reestablish like my identity in this relate and like who I am. That word exactly is why I would say this article was so poignant, and I'll put it in the newsletter is because the sibling relationship grapples with that concept of identity. Yes. Who am I in the world, dude? Yeah. This is deep. Yeah, but most people have a sibling and have experienced it on one end or the other. And, but it, it's like, it, it's a help and it's also a hindrance in some, like, remember when you came to my house for the first time and you told my oh, family, yeah. can you believe how athletic your daughter is or your sister is? <laughs> yeah. And everybody started laughing yes. and it was like, <laughs> ha ha ha, she must be kidding yeah. because they had already in their mind labeled me as who I am in the rest of my life is who I was when I was a child. So it wasn't until they let go of that fixed identity of me for themselves, you know, like in their mind of this is who Sarah is. And they kind of expanded that. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I let them see it or it, I changed. I'm sure it had, I'm sure I did. Cause that's how it works. And like, I stopped treating them like I was their parent or I stopped, you know, like parenting them Yeah, that it changed things. But, uh, yeah, there was that moment. And my brother also had a moment where he told me that, I would be a really good wife someday because I kind of have that ugly duckling syndrome thing going on. For sure. You do. It's real weird. And I was like, oh, thank you. (laughs) It's true though because you like weren't good looking. Oh, I don't mean it like that. That's how he literally said that afterwards. He's like, because you used to be like, you know, not like that. And now you are. And so, but you don't look, you don't feel like you don't act like that. Oh my God. And so I was like, but it was, it was meant in the best way. And also he was. 16 or 17 this was like the biggest compliment he's ever given me and the only way that a 16 year old boy knows how to because 16 17, i was 22 at the time yeah it was like right after i got back from the show right. and things in my life changed so right yeah. it also in the article talks about how when the sibling relationship is bad it's bad there's no middle ground. Yeah. It's I like, mean, <gasps> and I got a um, message. Oh gosh. I think it was on Instagram. Cause we keep talking about that, uh, three identical strangers <sighs> documentary about the triplets, but this person was talking about, I think she knew a set of twins or maybe was in a set of twins where they hated each other <clears throat> and how terrible that would be. There's gotta be a reason for that. What's I have oh, no. heard that. I guess it's like all or nothing. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's totally like that. Ooh. It's you creepy know what? Because I get it. It was all or nothing for what, like, not all or nothing, but it's like, there was a shift that happened in our life where it was like, hmm, I don't think I can go to these people for help. And then something happened. And then I was like, oh no, I know that I, these they have my back. Oh, that's good. Like, but it took a moment of, of really like being my true self and like being honest and having an, a, like a real conversation with them and you know, being vulnerable. Be, oh, <laughs> that word. You are right through this whole thing. We discovered that nobody in our family has ever been vulnerable and we have to really work hard. We just put it yeah, on. Yeah, that's like, no fun. No, you've got to be vulnerable. Not my family. That's a, our, should be on our like family seal or what, whatever the fuck part? that's called. The crest, the family yeah. crest. Like humor instead of honesty. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Self-preservation <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> um, who does have your back though is the people at Ring. Oh, 
They do. <laughs> they really do. My God. Have you seen these, like the doorbells uh, that are video, the mm-hmm. smart video? So it goes to your phone and it protects millions of people because you see who the heck's ringing your dang doorbell. Now, see, this is the joke. You say they have your back and I should have said door and their front door. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> what I should have said. It. Dang, next time. Ring's mission is to make neighborhoods safer and I think they already are. You see these videos all the time, yep. like fighting crime. Like they're the superheroes. Get it to protect your house or to go viral. Either <laughs> one. Your choice. There are a lot of viral videos thanks to Ring, but they're also keeping people safe, which is super cool. If there's a package delivery or a surprise video, you'll get an alert. Or I'm sorry, a visitor. You'll get an alert and be able to see or hear and speak to them all from your phone. And that's thanks to the HD video and two-way audio on all the devices. So you like hook it up real quick on your door and um, you can see what's cooking there. Um, we were at dinner the other night and I got two alerts mm. and I was like, Oh, who is oh, it? I thought it was going to be Lincoln with his nanny coming home, but it was, um, two packages and I thought, okay, okay, you're fine. You're fine. You're allowed. You're allowed. I'll, um, allow, I'll allow it. That's my new favorite <laughs> thing to say to Landon. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. For listeners, you have a special offer on a ring starter kit that's available right now. Be a cool gift for the holidays, too. Good With one. a video doorbell and motion activator floodlight cam, the starter kit has everything you need to start building a ring of security around your home. Just go to ring.com slash brain candy. That's ring.com slash brain candy. I have a story. <gasps> what? Okay. So, like, you know how a lot of people that have babies, they get the similar yeah. type of thing yeah, in the, the monitor that they can talk through? Yeah. Got it. On the nursery. Totally. And so... Let's say grandma comes over to babysit. Yeah. So then she has the app on her phone and she'll log in so that she can, if the baby goes down, watch the baby on her phone. Yeah. Well, if the grandma doesn't log out, then the grandma can see what you're doing. (gasps) What mom's doing. So basically all of the rules that mom makes grandma follow are thrown out the window when mom's by herself. And so I have a friend who came over and she was talking about how her mom didn't log out and, you know, the baby had been crying for a little bit, but like as a mom, you know, what's the right amount. And and you also know the the tone of the cry. And the grandma called (gasps) and was like, your baby's been crying for 10 minutes and and they were like, excuse me. Like you are still logged in. Oh my God. Stop big brothering my baby. And I thought, what an interesting turn of events of like motherhood or parenthood. And like, I would have never thought about that because I didn't have one. Well, I did have one of those when like it was a baby, but I never like gave the password to my mom or anything. So I never thought about someone else having access. Yeah. Oh, I would not want that. Right. They can hear the baby. It's fine. Yeah. And like. You don't. I don't like need, that at all. For you as the mom, yes, you should be able to see. Whatever. Yes, it's your, yes. But like the babysitter or the um, the mother-in-law. Or no, what? they don't get to see. Can that. you imagine? No, and they're like tuning in no. every evening to see what you do that at would bedtime. Be, oh, would you that die? Would be awful. I mean, it's I like such to think an it was invasion. Good, but I like that I would do. But here's the thing: is like every mother get to that point, it's like motherhood. I understand this just from stories I've heard from trying to be compassionate and empathetic to my friend situations. I only know that my position on this will just, my, my 
it'll grow, grow stronger, this feeling of knowing that they're doing their best. And sometimes you're fucking exhausted. Well, and, and the baby can cry. It's, it's fine. fine. And, it's fine. and there's so much at work here. And they, there's a reason why memory doesn't really come on board till you're about six. Because <laughs> biology is designed for like mothers to be frustrated and like something happens, you know, that whatevs. They're yeah. very what resilient have, as, yeah. as long as you're like tending to their I basic I remember needs. when you were pregnant and like you, you know, you were being very careful. No, I was nuts. We can go <laughs> no. ahead and say it. You were being careful, but you were like, but then you'd remind yourself and you go, there are crack babies. I forget right. what you would say. I said, there are crack babies. Just remember crack babies happen. Well, cause that's like, it's not funny, No, but I know. it's a way to say like, I'm don't be so hard on yourself yes. is what you were and doing. And I think I told you one time or told, I don't know if I told you or another friend, somebody who told me that they're worried that they're not being a good mom. And I said, you know how I know you're a good mom? Oh yeah. Cause you you're worried you're not that. being a good mom. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what bad moms never do? Worry that they're not doing a good job. That's so weird too. Though. So as long I as watch, you're worried, you're fucking good. Like on intervention, they always say they're good moms. Yeah, and I'm like, see, that must be go. nice. That's the thing. To that's think it. That. The same way, like, and that's what my, when I had, went in there for a DNC and after I had the miscarriage and I was like feeling so bad and like thinking, oh my God, maybe there's something I could have done. Maybe this was that one time I did whatever. He was like, I got two clients that are six months pregnant and they're still using heroin. So you're fucking fine. I can't believe this. They did. They're like, I'm not like, they really, he said, he was like, listen, I, uh, people, whatever, but let me just tell you, this is not you. This is just a roll of the dice. And this is, they, they, it sticks or it doesn't stick. But, you know, the one time you used cleaning solution that was yeah, not like, all I natural. Used, right. fu- I, I was thinking like, it was nail Windex. polish. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's probably the formaldehyde in my nail polish. I didn't wear na- Like, I, my brain went everywhere. Yeah. I called the hotline, like they, like the, not hotline, but like the midwife that I was working with gave me a like 24-hour number. And Sigmund had this allergic reaction where he... Um, he was having like allergies where he would get itchy between his paws. So they gave me this powder that like numbs that area. And so I used the powder oh. and then I, I, I used it and I thought I washed my hands off, but afterwards I like went to bite my nails or something and my tongue mm. became numb. Like it was like, like poison. Yeah. And it was numbing. Whatever numbed his paw did have the same effect on my tongue. So then I look it up. And I said, what does, and it causes severe birth defects in dogs. Like if dogs pregnant, you take it. So I was like, holy fuck. I just exposed my baby to toxins. I had to call the line. I had to wait for them to call me back. It was the, the most... vet probably should have, well, did the vet not know you were pregnant? No, they didn't. Oh. And it was like, we got the medication before we keep it in the house for <sighs> like, I didn't know. Then I read it. It's like, and this should always be used with gloves. Nobody told me this. It doesn't say that on the instructions. It doesn't say avoid if you're pregnant, but I fucking freaked out. And they were like, you're fine. They basically was like, they were like, it's not. They should just have it on a recording. But somehow I knew because that was four days later was when I went in to have my first ultrasound. And it you was don't like, think that was it, right? No, it, that wasn't it because the baby like was at eight weeks and this was at 13 weeks. I don't know how else to say that. Whatever. The heartbeat stopped. What do you want me to say? Like, it's a matter of fact, you know, so a it's long like time It's like you're a passed. member of my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you want me to say? That's funny, Zeus. I get you. Um, But yeah, so like I knew it wasn't that, but I, there was something almost like deep down in my like subconscious that knew 
that there was no longer life inside of me. Oh my God. And so like, I was like, it must be this, it must be this, it must be this, it must be this, you know, anyway. This is terrible. So I'm going to totally change the subject to say, did you know that witches used to be accused of making penises disappear? (laughs) (laughs) Like into their own vaginas or what? Well, uh, that (laughs) would have been better. They were accused and I cannot figure this out. What? Is this just a bunch of small penis dudes out there who have like that, that who are like, it, she did it. It must be her. No, like they were cut off. <gasps> well, he probably deserved it. But like, how would they, you're, you're not accused of that. You either right. did it like Lorena Bobbitt right. or you didn't. Or you didn't. But they, it said in the article, they were accused of this and they would keep them and, <gasps> um, as pets and feed them oats. They're. Through where? Through where? You also, know where. But I don't really. Susie, remember when you told me the story of the chicken who had his head cut off that lived like six months afterwards? You told me they fed it through the little opening with an eyedropper. I picture something very similar. It is like that <laughs> they just drop into the little hole. But like, what? I don't get how. And also oats? <laughs> Were they just like, this is healthy? The funny thing is I wrote this down a long time ago and then I re-encountered it in my phone and I thought I should look more into that for like more detail and then I'm like, nah. no, <laughs> but oh, that's man. what they did. But, but like, I don't understand like, the idea why? of being accused of it. Cause if somebody cut off my penis, I would be certain she did it. It's definitely her. Oh, we got a visitor. Hold on. Knock on the door. We were interrupted, but we were talking about penises. And I feel like people just blame witches for everything during a certain time. From like the dawn of time till right now. I love it. Not that they get blamed, but that they, that women are so powerful. (gasps) Is witch the new, I want to be a mermaid? Oh. I think it is. Or is it just me? Well, I do think the witchiness is growing in popularity, but it's not the same people. It's not. In, in your case, it, it is. is. I see. But I think you're the rare overlap in that Venn diagram. But I do know something that everybody can use. The Venn diagram on this one is a perfect circle, which is digitizing like old VHS tapes or film reels, or if you have like hard copies of pictures from when you were little. Everybody has something that's like collecting dust in their closet that they could use Legacy Box for. Plus, it's such a great Christmas gift. Like if you're trying to think of something to give to your parents, this is a great thing to give to them because you can get all their home movies and um, photos digitized. Um, And I, I think I told you guys already, I got all my Road Rolls VHS tapes digitized. So I've been walking down memory lane with those. And then I sent my mom a box so I can get all her stuff as well. It's just a great way to actually have access to the things that you can remember instead of it just sort of sitting somewhere in your attic or basement or whatever. And then your family history is preserved. I think it's such a great idea for you or a perfect gift idea for your parents or um, your grandparents or whoever. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering our listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com brain, and you can get 40% off your first order. Go to LegacyBox.com brain and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. Now let's get back to Sarah preserving her present witchy behaviors. 
the more I start talking about witchy things that I'm into, more people start sharing witchy things that they do. And I'm like, holy fuck, we're all witchy. What are they doing, though? Like, I have one friend who is talking about how she carries rose quartz with her. Mm. And she... When you ha- store it in your house, you have to put it in the right corner of your bedroom. Like when you walk in, it needs to be in the right corner for like the energy and the flow of how the, and you know, you just like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I can't talk about that because they're like going to be like, I don't know. I'm more in a sciencey world where everything's like, well, I, but I like it though, because it's about like intention. Yes, it is. That's and I matters. like that idea. Like even if the actual thing matters not. It, and that is the whole thing. Yeah. And I think that's what we're learning more and more. And I think these little things that people do, you know, like I used to be, I was really nervous to share with everybody that I used like my black tourmaline stone to, when I, I keep it in my pocket when I have a client where that's still going through heavy stuff because it like absorbs the negative energy. And then one of my friends at the clinic was going through stuff and she's like, I think I need your black rock. And I was like, oh my God, you're like validating all my time. Like it feels so good to know that I'm not alone. It's we funny. We are that, all fucking witches. So there well, you go. And we're all going through shit. Let yeah. me find that. I read this article about how like, you know how everyone's like a 2000. 18, 2017 or garbage years. No, like the worst. Actual yeah. worst. For well, me, my husband, for everybody I know. Everyone. Like what's well, happening? Well, now we know that it's not just like what we think. It was actually a global truth about everyone was having bad shit. Now I got to find it. Hold on. Oh, man. All right. Now, just to prove the point that it's a terrible year, I cannot find yeah, my notes on sense. it. And now I'm really mad. Hold on. Maybe it's on this sheet. No. But it was saying like, because you might think it was like a Western thing like Trump or mm-hmm. if if you're a liberal person or Brexit or something, but it's not. It was like Africa, places oh, where like no, no, yeah, it had nothing to do with just sort of the crap we're dealing with. You know, spiritual people that I talk to talk about that, um, you know, like the end of times thing that they were saying, I think it's like 2016. They said there was some, some date in there. I can't remember what the date was where it was going to be like the end of the world. Yes. And yeah. So people who are, I've heard people who are in like the more, um, like new age kind of world yeah, say that that's not a literal end of times. It's a basically like, not like a spiritual test, but like, Every, this is going to be the worst times for people and the ability right now, well, this, this, like when that started, like whenever that date was set into motion, just oh. awfulness. And it's not that it's the end of the world, but if you don't know how to adapt, if you don't have the self coping, self like care and coping mechanisms, mm-hmm. if you don't, if you're not resilient, yeah, then you will not survive whether that be emotionally or physically or whatever, that the stress of that will make you sick, that all this like will come, like things just will be emotionally overwhelming to the point where you can't even survive. And that's more like what was meant. It wasn't a very literal like end of times. It's like this puts into action a bunch of things. And this is just what I don't, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. science behind this. This is just what people say, right. but it seems to be how everybody's feeling. Cause it's like, you either need to change or you need to get on board. Because I will say, 
2017 and 18 have been the most challenging years of my life, yeah. but also the ones with the most personal growth. And if I just dug my heels in and said, nope, this is just shitty and isn't this awful and I didn't do anything, then I would have just been, hmm. I would have been, I wouldn't have made it. Hmm. It was like, I had to learn how to be, I had to learn how to, what, I, what do I need to change my life? I mean, it was like, let's go on medication for ADHD. Let's solve that problem for, you know, whatever it is. But that's like a form of becoming more resilient and like recognizing that I do need help and I can't do it by myself. You know, that's hard though. It's really hard. Well, that's the thing. It's like a lot of people don't do that. That is the hardest part. That was the biggest, Oh God, because I've been like, okay, I'm doing it my way for forever and that's not working. And like, it just got to the point where I'm like, I'm either going to lose it or I'm going to change. I'm like, fuck, that was hard. Yeah. <sighs> I'm still recovering and I'm still changing. Right. But now they, they're, it's like they're happening. The big, it's more like I'm becoming more self aware. But everybody seems fine though. But I think everybody's having their own personal identity crisis. Everybody I talk to. Really? It's even like that at the clinic. Hmm. I mean, we have the longest waiting list that we've ever had. That's interesting. You know, like not us because we don't have a waiting list, but the student, uh, yeah, student health, yeah. like they keep In a waiting general. list and they're like, we have the most people that have ever been, you know, everybody's looking for help. Well, that's good. That they're looking. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's, that's part of it. It is. Is that people are starting to accept that like yes. you can Susie, yes. reach out. I hope that's the case. Yes. That's um, the dig your heels in versus saying I need help. Oh, that's so good. My yeah. God, if my mother would only try. Um, I read this amazing article, though, that it started out as just something fun where, like, mm-hmm. the things, it was like the, I forget the title, it was like, oh, creepy historical facts. Oh, I'm, I'm We in. love that, I'm in. right? You have my one of my but favorite words in the title. Then, no, like three of your favorite words. Uh, right, right. Facts, <laughs> creepy, creepy, and, and historical. historical. <laughs> I love that you said all of them in the right order, too. <laughs> The one, they were good and I can get to some of the other ones, but this one was my favorite because first of all, I couldn't believe I'd never heard of this before. Oh my God. Tell me everything. Her name is Anna May Dickinson. Mm -hmm. And this woman they call, um, lady luck. And they call her that because get this. And I can't even, I know it's good when I tell Adam beforehand, I'm like, get this. (laughs) Um, she survived the Titanic. (gasps) Oh. I've heard of this woman. Okay, keep going. She survived. Didn't she su- survive two shipwrecks? <laughs> I wish. No, tell me what this is. She survived the Hindenburg explosion. Okay, that's. I've totally heard of her, but I didn't know who. Like, I've heard of the story before. Keep going. The bombing of Pearl Harbor. What? Oh. And at ninety-seven years old, she survived the destruction of her apartment in nine eleven. I know, this is the opposite of what I'm supposed to be doing on a podcast because I'm like at a loss for words. Listen, I feel like she's like an angel. Titanic. Or no, I feel like there's a purpose for her. Like she, somebody needs to well, be I'm looking sure she's into dead who is now. this Wouldn't lady. When you love to know how she died, it was probably like she tripping, choked on she tri- like like that. It's gonna be like that. <laughs> she tripped over her own like shoelace coming up the stairs. It's gonna be like that for fucking sure. That's like me who has like the worst injury in my life from hula hooping. Meanwhile, I've jumped out of airplanes. It's totally like that. Wait a sec. That's hilarious. 
I'm dying right now. She survived a shipwreck, okay. a plane Titan- wreck, and Titanic, a house. the Hindenburg, bombing of Pearl Harbor, and the destruction of her apartment in 9-11. It reminds me of on Will and Grace, Schmitty, how he's always like, my wife survived the Hindenburg and then died. You know, that guy. Yeah. Uh, but she really did, and they call her Lady Luck. I might call it something else. I mean, that sounds like terrible oh luck. God. Then what if she's like the curse? Right. Everywhere she shows up. No, there's <laughs> something to this woman, right? It's well, like, you can't take her anywhere. It's like Final Destination. I don't know what that movie is, but like, isn't you it? You don't, Susie. It, well, you had mentioned it about yes. the escalator problem. Yes. And I'm like, I'll, okay. I'll pretend like I know I'm gonna, it. And then I'm going to explain up. to you the, the premise just so that you're on board for all the other future times that I reference this because there will be more times where I talk about this movie. It's I'm like sure. you're doomed to die and you can't escape it. So they're all <laughs> supposed to be on this airplane that then one guy gets like a psychic premonition that says we cannot go and he throws a fit and is like, stop, we're not getting on that plane. And like goes oh. to extreme lengths to stop people who are supposed to be on that plane but. from getting on that plane. Then the plane explodes. And what happens is... But they were meant to be on it. They were it. meant to be on it, but they weren't on it. So based on their positioning in this in the airplane, like when the plane exploded, oh, it started no. in the front and then it killed people With as it their moved seats, back. Yeah. So people died in the order in which they were supposed to die this in is, this based terrible. on the... This you is know, ter- blah, 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 based so. on a true story, I'm sure. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but what is a true story is that that woman survived a Good lot Lord. of crazy shit. Oh my I god! Might, like I, I feel like it's I've made heard up. Of that. No, because I, I absolutely have heard like this woman who survived, and I just didn't know the details of it. But some of the things in the article, though, aside from that, were interesting. They talked about how during the Dust Bowl in like the 1930s, um, people would use flour sacks as like clothing. This is what oh, is like what, an actual like potato sack, like yeah, like, a yes, sack. They I would see. turn, and so then the flower companies started making them like really cute and like make them like floral print and stuff. This is kind of the start of a lot of trends, though. And I was like, wait, what's creepy about this? I don't get it. That's yeah. cool. Okay, what's wrong okay. about that? I don't know. And then <laughs> <laughs> Did you just have it on your notes, like yeah. say this. Well, because I thought that's cool. I like that, and I wish more companies would do that now, so we could reuse shit. Like, make it cute, and then we'll reuse it. I think they do. Well, I don't know if this is in any way related, but what pops in my head are trends that start because of uh, the clothing that inmates wear. Yeah. Baggy pants became a thing. The leg up. What what do you mean? You know how the oftentimes men of color wear their pants where one leg is up? I heard that was from bike riding. Just the one leg? Yeah, because you don't want one leg to get caught in the spoke when you ride a bicycle, that you have to roll up just one leg so that the oh. spokes don't, that it doesn't get caught in the bicycle spoke. So it's like a hipster thing of people who ride fixed gear bicycles. They have to roll okay, one leg up. Okay, but not hipsters, you know, people of color. I did not know that. That was a thing in that and community. And it's like one leg up on the white man. Oh, I, I don't know, know that. if that's true. I didn't. That I didn't could know be that. a lie. That I don't know. That is an interesting thing to But look I into. thought that it started in prison, yeah. like the baggy pants. I just know about the. Uh, Did we just... Are we accidentally racist right now? I don't know what that is. I do know the baggy pants. I I'm, I have heard that that's the origin of that, but I have never heard... Why would you need to roll up one leg to ride a bike? I, because have you ridden a bike with baggy pants? I have, and I guarantee you... Yeah, that, but I need to roll them both up. No, because the spoke, the chain, 
the chain of the bike oh. is only on one side. Okay, gotcha. it's only has an opening well, on one side. Well, it depends on how wide your pants so, are, Sarah. I wear some wide leg pants. That is true. <laughs> if anybody rocks some wide leg like, pants, I don't see and she wear she does, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my Marsha Brady over here. Wait. Um, the other thing, do you yeah. want to say something? Well, I mean, I just like Sarah's have so many wonderful short okay, stories ahead, I want to share, but not if you have more about I'm just this finish. story. <laughs> Please finish it before. I just want to be like, I'm waiting for my opening. It's like double dutch where I'm like watching the rope go and I'm going, okay, well, when do I jump in? When do I okay, jump in? Okay. 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 Before I carry on, I should say that regardless of what kind of pants you wear, you want to have nice sheets on your bed. <laughs> Why don't you change from your comfortable baggy pants to comfortable, comfortable sheets? comfortable jammy pants and get in your comfy sheets. Brooklinen, have you bought them yet? They were the winner of the best online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. I have them on all the beds in my house. And not because I'm some sort of weirdo. It's because they're the most amazing sheets I've ever slept on. They basically made quality luxury sheets without the middleman. So they don't have to charge you an arm and a leg. And they look great too. You can mix and match patterns. You don't have to buy like the whole set of one thing, which I, I think is that. really cool. And I like being able to like make color and then whites and patterns go together. Uh, my Brooklyn and sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. What about you? Oh, for sure. And they <laughs> just get more comfortable the more I wash them. Now it's time for you to upgrade. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code BRAIN at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime <gasps> warranty. D- Whenever you tell you were me a die. sponsor has a new product, this is like the body wash with BioClarity. The, <laughs> the only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code brain at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code brain. Brooklyn, they're the best sheets ever. You know where they probably don't have Brooklyn sheets? Where? In outer space, which is a real disadvantage considering uh, a new company called Space Life Origins is trying to procreate up in space. Okay. Which, you know, you need to maybe need a bed for. Have you what heard about the this? Fuck? So a company called Space Space Life Origin is... I hate dumb stuff. I don't know. I, ooh, dumb, but like... Mm, they're basically... Well, not... They are. <laughs> they're looking for volunteers for women who want to give birth in space. No. Because they say they need to know information. If we need to colonize another planet, if we need to like do something like that, the first step is knowing if human life is able to be created in a zero oh, gravity yeah. situation yeah. and if a birth can happen there. So this is all put in plan. They're, they're going to start it in 2024 and they're going to start recruiting people in 2022 for this. And Stop the weird part it. is they're going to, in, they, it makes it sound <laughs> like they're going to just, they're going to send up an incubator, like send up a machine that fertilizes, like sperm fertilizes the egg in space. And then the machine comes back. This is my understanding of it. There's not going to be two people who like get it on in space. That's what I'm They're going to do that. That's what I thought first. That's why I was like, hmm, that's weird. And also like no pressure, dude or woman, you know? And, uh, so they, infer- <laughs> they fertilize the egg. It comes back to earth. They make sure that it's like a, a, a viable pregnancy. Then they implant the embryo. She lives, uh, on earth throughout the time of the pregnancy. Then at, 
at some point in her pregnancy, like eight months or whatever, then returns back to space with a whole team and she gives birth in space. Come on. How, how, what are your feelings? Please share. Anti. Anti why? Well, I, well, I mean, fine if you want to do it, but like. I mean, I, I fucking w- don't. Right. But. Who in the hell would voluntarily take that kind of risk? But I say who in the hell would be one of those people who say, I'm going to go on the mission to Mars with a no return thing. It's different when it's you versus your baby. Oh, good point. Oh, fuck. I didn't even think about that. And I would never want to put do anything to put that. You're basically turning yourself. You are oh. worried about nail polish. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about it like that. Why not? I don't know. Oh. No. Oh. I mean, it's scary enough to do a C-section. It makes me think or... about what kind of people are going to be recruited to volunteer for this. That's scary, man. And I don't know. That makes me sad. I mean, I get that science is important, but not at the expense of my baby. You know what I'm also thinking is that it always comes back to the documentary Three Perfect Strangers. Or three, well, I always say it wrong. I always (laughs) get confused. That's what I think of. That's why Perfect Strangers is always what I Bulky Bartholomus would never have his baby. What the fuck is that movie called? Three Identical Strangers. Thank you. And I think about the women who were recruited to be part of that experiment and how they were all, a lot of them were schizophrenic and mentally ill and yeah. they chose that. I wonder if it will be a recruitment process where they're like, regular women aren't doing this, so we're going to widen the search parameters. Yeah, it's no or good. Or exclusion parameters, I should no, say. No, that's trouble brewing. You wouldn't volunteer for any On part of On the wings of my dreams rise and fall. <laughs> No, hell no. Even for a lot of money. Nope. Nope. I don't know. I think that there are just that there are certain people who are cuckoo. Yep. It's, it's the, the actual birthing period will only be a 24 to 36 hour mission, which makes me think, have they ever been there for a woman's birth? Like, like the baby doesn't come out on your time schedule, idiots. Yeah. It comes out whatever like, the fuck it wants to. It's like the Judge you, Judy gif. Yeah. Where she's like tapping tap her, her watch. watch. Like, guys, we yeah. got to get back to Earth here. Oh. It no. says like a carefully prepared and monitored process will reduce all possible risks. Oh, really? And Western standards. We don't even have that on Earth. Well, they say similar to Western standards as they exist on Earth for both mother and child. Meanwhile, they failed to mention that women in the United States have the highest mortality rate of any uh what are the uh western uh, western uh, civilization any yeah. any first world country thank right. you that's what i'm trying to say yeah, yeah. highest no, thank so you're you. gonna like based on the standards that have the most dead people Mm-mm. yeah that's a great standard to follow <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're following the standard it. of the most dead people <laughs> It'll be no fewer knew, dead people. My favorite thing is I knew you'd be mad. At I, I am. I'm mad. I knew it. I was like, ooh, it's definitely going to be one Susie's going to be like. Um, <laughs> speaking of dead people, uh, in that same article about creepy stuff, mm. it talked about how this was what was weird. It said coffins used to have safety nets in them. What? what? That's what I, I need an explanation right, of safety nets. There was none. And then it said like it Why had to do that. It had an apparatus that would you could alert someone on land. Well, that's a bell, not a safety net. What the hell? Are they using safety net as like oh. the term, like a safety net, like a security, uh, like maybe? But they didn't say that's a bad. That's bad writing. It was. 
I'm gonna tisk, but I tisk. would. I just want that. If if I'm not cremated, do that with. I'll give you the safety net bell. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna make sure you have that. And then have somebody like sit watch for like. A I week. will personally sit and watch. I will actually, if in the it in our last days, which I assume are going to be spent together in a in a nursing home. Like I've already like set it up in my mind where like we're going to be playing Scrabble well into our nineties. Yeah. And maybe hundreds. And if you go before <laughs> me, you I I will I'm definitely guarantee going before you, you that I will sit by your tombstone for. At least long enough to know that you're definitely cold and you're definitely dead. I will just be waiting for knocking just in case. We've heard enough stories. Yeah. I'll mourn. There'll be fresh flowers. No whistling. <laughs> no whistling. That might wake me up, though, from whatever There will be whistling. Where I'm like, what the fuck? There'll be tons of whistling. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. so funny. If you're going to ship something, though. Mm-hmm. You love how I have no segue on that. You should use stamps.com. This is convenient, just like the bell on the coffin that I'm going to be in when <laughs> when I'm dead. We love the small things. Yes. Uh, stamps.com lets you print postage from your home or desk. And so you print it, and then you put it on your package, and you put your package out in your mail carrier picks it up. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything. It's super easy. It's super convenient and reliable and efficient. I've absolutely never had a problem with it one time. It is so awesome. Also used to send me to drop off. Pop, yeah. Pop, and you've, you no. haven't asked me in about four years to nope. do that. Maybe nope. Three. Just throw it in the mailbox and they come get it. They send you a digital scale. So you get the exact postage. You're not going to overpay and you get, um, you know, better rates on postage as well. So now you know why we use stamps.com because it's awesome. And right now you too can enjoy the stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four week trial plus postage and a digital scale without long-term commitments. Go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in brain candy. That's stamps.com and enter brain candy. And it is as an aside, the perfect time to do it because oh, the holidays, how much stuff do you ship? So much. And so just try it. Oh the four-week trial. You're going to save so much. It's and you're like, going to get the scale and everything? Yeah. Um, one funny thing from that article, though, was about how the Pope thought that um, cats were like from the devil or whatever. You know how they go through those phases. Yeah, so And ridiculous. so they like decided cats were evil and stuff, and so they everyone was killing cats. And then they think that's what caused the bubonic plague. <gasps> because oh the, my god, it changed the ratio. Because oh. mm. there were too many rats. Yep, yep. The rats were they the ones. They got rid of the yep. the that changed the food chain. Right. Great job, Catholic Church Pope. God, another way witches would have saved god, us. God, literally. Right. I didn't even think about that. I sent a real funny message to my friend uh, on Halloween who likes cats and also witchy stuff. Yeah. Shout out to friend. You know who you are listening right now. Um, she does. Shout out to friend. Yeah. You know who you yeah. are. You know, I'm trying to like, you know, keep the names, whatever. Uh, I sent her this picture. It, it said the reasons why witches always have black cats. And it was a white cat sitting on a pile of witches clothes that are all black. And you know how white hair gets all over black clothes. <laughs> It's like, that's why they have black cats, because they always wear black clothes. That is really actually good. That's what I said. And she was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. I'm like thinking maybe that's true. Me too. I I wouldn't get a white cat if I only wore all black. That's just stupid. Dumb. (laughs) 
Why do witches wear black though? Good question. Because it it's nighttime. Feels like. I think there's something more to it. It's got to be like how the same way. This is just my theory. Sure. Sarah's got a theory. Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. You know. This just in. Sarah <laughs> doesn't really know, but she's no going to definitely speak like she does. <laughs> With authority. With authority. <laughs> so you know how I talked about how black stones, like, like yeah. draw energy yes. and we know that like black is an like absorber charcoal. or even if you wear black clothes when it's hot outside it like yes. absorbs the energy of sun maybe there's something about wanting to absorb energy to then be able to be a beacon oh. of that energy so you wear black that absorbs it because also during a lot of witch cer- like witchy ceremonies that are more like uh uh mm-hmm. they're they wear all white so it's mm-hmm. like a purification. It's like a release of stuff. So I think there's like wear black to absorb and then wear white to, to like... reflect. Ref- oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something there with that. Okay, that might be it. You that know. makes sense. Again, just theory. Right. And also the nighttime like yeah. hiding yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Because don't they do a lot of their... Stuff at nighttime. Stuff. Yeah. I don't know. But Did you ever like- watch Room on the Broom? No, but that's an adorable name. There Room is. on the broom. Did is you that ever see cute or what? The Gruffalo? No. I don't even know what words you're saying to me. <laughs> I These love all of them though. British um You showed me movies. it's the you did. You showed me when Lincoln was a baby. And you used to play and it was the witch and then she has the cat on the broom and the frog on the broom and then everybody on the broom. Oh, it's so cute. We still watch it. I love Room on the Broom. It's so good. Hey, ask me if I know what Room on the Broom is. Do you is. know what Room <laughs> Yes, it is so cute. I love it. It's really cool. And then the Gruffalo is the same illustrator and everything and same type of style and very soothing. Mm. And um, I don't know why I brought it up, but wait, what was the point? Because you were saying we were witchy, about witchy stuff. stuff. And them wearing black and doing their stuff at nighttime and hiding. And Oh, damn. Either I don't way, remember. But it, I do recommend, yeah. like, if someone... Because uh, it's on Netflix, like you can watch, I it, watch it. It's so cute. I love that. I love all those little kid. Do you remember the sh- movie? It was like a. It was a book that then was a uh, a movie or video that had no um, words. It was all just sound, and it was called the Snowman. Oh yeah, and it's like sad. Yeah, but I love that. You've seen it. Yes. I, I've seen it. Like, I owned it. We watched it every Christmas. Why was there no words? And I though? recently, I don't know if it's this, like, I put it in my, um, I was making a list of, like, ba- like baby books that I want to get, like, things I want to buy that were my childhood memories yeah. that I want to rebuy to have in my house, and I've already purchased a few of them, and this was one of them, of the snowman, and I think you can watch it on Amazon, too, but I mm. loved it. It wasn't, you didn't feel traumatized. No. It's because of your witchy origins. It didn't seem like that. It's a cartoon. I know, but it's wordless and also sad. It is sad. The Velveteen Rabbit movie is like that, too. That's what I hear. Oh, God. It's a classic. This is what I loved as a child. Why did I want... You're so weird. Oscar the Grouch, Eeyore, (laughs) we've already talked about this, The Snowman. Susie is your friend. All of that. (laughs) Please give me everything that I, I just... I love that. Hmm. Hmm. What's going on here? Oh, oh my God. This is, I bought this pack a while ago and 
this is these are these wonderful cards. Susie, for all of you who are on the radio and are not in person with us, is pointing to this card pack that I have that says Know Yourself, Cards for Self-Exploration. And I bought this pack after doing this with some girlfriends of mine. It's from a company called The School of Life. They're not a sponsor, but I just love them. And it says in the back, it's hard to understand who we really are, what we want, how we feel, what we react, and what we do. Um, and it's basically just these questions that kind of give us a little bit of self-knowledge and they're good, like conversation starters. But I thought, oh my God, what a fun thing to do on here to, because that, what made me think about this is when I asked you what your biggest pet peeve was Mm. and we were like, oh, I don't know. So sometimes these things, so like, oh, see, I just pull this one out. It says, what did you most enjoy doing as a child? Do you get those feelings now? No. So what did you most enjoy doing when you were a child? Performing. (gasps) Oh. Okay. Hmm. And do you get those feelings now of well, the desire yeah. to perform? Yeah. When we're on the mic, yeah. Yeah. This is super fun. This it is the best part of my week. Same. What is it? But it's interesting that you say, like, that's what you wanted to do when you were a child, or that's what you most enjoyed doing, but now you don't. I mean, you still enjoy it. Yeah. I still enjoy it. But maybe you don't feel the need to do it. It's more of like you it's something that you do for fun or what? No, no, no. I, I love it just as much as ever. But yeah. like, you know, the starving artist thing. Yeah. Like we're lucky because we can make a living doing what we love. Mm-hmm. But like most of my work life, 95% is True. the garbage I never wanted to do. It's almost like you the in order to be able to do that thing that you most enjoyed doing as a child, which was performing, mm. you have to put in a different kind of work on the back end. It was like a different kind of, perf- but I bet if you didn't do this as a job, you'd still do some. So I even think that when you were a professor, in oh, a it's way, a type that's of performance. a performance. In fact, being a server is a type totally. of performance. You're every single job you've had, actually. I used to think, when I was little, I would look at the server and be like, I want that <gasps> job. Never thought that once at, in my like, entire TGI life. Fridays, I'm the opposite. I was so jealous because they had the attention of the whole table. I thought, I never want to do what they're doing. <laughs> it's so sad. I, just, I wanted the opposite. What? <gasps> what? What did you want? The cook? What did you want to be? No, I want... What, what I, was your answer to the question? Oh, I didn't even think. What did you most enjoy doing? Uh, Creating. Yeah. Yeah, artsy, artsy fartsy. Stuff. My greatest moment. I got this Alice in Wonderland uh, watercolor set. It was like nice pigment, watercolor, beautiful set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like this wooden box, like classic Alice in Wonderland uh, literature, not movie. And I listen to oh god the the movie get shorty came out the same year and my dad had the soundtrack i'd never seen the movie but the soundtrack to get shorty is my favorite cd of all time it it is so good and i think i was probably 11 when it came out it's all jazz it's a lot of it's instrumental it's like weird abstract bands and i listened to that music and i painted that whole year and it was the best year of my life i don't even know it was like my outlet and do you now get those feelings? Oh, yes, but I don't do it as much. I don't mm-hmm. recognize that there was more time for play. You know, it felt like if I'm not doing something that contributes to your bank account, yes, or... then it's like, what's the point? But really, we should, oh, we should be doing more of that. I don't know if we should. I Why? don't know. I think it's self care. I feel like it's a, a very uh, postmodern ideology. Like, my grandpa worked in the steel mill. Um, I guarantee to you he didn't 
enjoy that as a child and like did his job and was grateful for like an apple. Like Mm. not that it should be like that either, but it's a very like, you should have passion and do follow Mm. your passion. It's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Totally. You have to first make sure all those needs are met. Then you get to do that fun stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of a privilege thing. Yes. And that's why I kind of like push back against it because I'm like, okay. But I think it's important for people, even in a situation where you don't have that free time to pay attention to the things that you do with your free time or the things that you do with like, is it a hedonistic need or like an escapism thing? Or is it something that is contributing to your wellness? Yes. Yeah. yeah, That's it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Well, I this is another book that I read recently that I want to go into a deep dive on another episode, but um, it was about the origin of the Myers Briggs <gasps> personality test. Yeah. Um, and those two ladies, holy smokes, and it is fascinating. Because we put a lot of I from what I've heard, we put a lot of emphasis on that, and there's really not. It's a little, the history is kind of, yeah. when you unpack it, kind of like the DSM where you're like, mm, who yeah. really put this shit together? And we're putting a lot of uh, yeah eggs in one basket, yeah. so to speak. But it, it reminds me of, not that asking these questions right. is akin to that, but it's a similar feeling of like, this feels indulgent. Like, who cares what I loved as a kid? But like it's a self denial thing. I, you know, everybody has to work through their shit. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm like, I shouldn't even be indulging in that. But that's even something to unpack. Like the back of this card, the be- one of the nice things about the set is that it'll ha- ask the question and it'll give some sort of like scientific. Um, I don't know. It's, it has some explanation on the back. Some are more in depth than others. Um, that kind of like validate feelings and things like that. And this one says a good career should be anchored around adult versions of the best childhood hobbies and sensations. Yeah. And that's true. Ideally. You put yourself in a career where the best part of your de- week or whatever is getting to do that thing that you loved as a child. And it's, you know, even though your grandfather had to work in the steel mill and those kind of things, it's, there was something he was probably passionate about. And I wonder if he had the, it's like a different life that we get to have now mm-hmm. than back then. Yeah. But if you have the opportunity to put energy into something, you may enjoy your life more if you put that energy into something that matches what your, your gifts, your gifts, what you were even drawn to mm-hmm. as a child. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, how, I mean, just to turn it on its head, you know, mm-hmm. those people on American Idol that the first few weeks that are so bad and they think they're not bad. There's a real thing about that. What is that? I don't know, but I'm, I'm talking about like, yeah, delusions of grandeur. If you happen to be good at something and it's your passion, that's I so see. great. I see. But like, what if I wasn't good at performing? Right. And I kept being like, nope, I love it. Mm. So I don't know. It's just like. Okay. Some people are really passionate about <gasps> things they're not. Do you remember good. when we went to the comedy show and there was the guy who was older and did the voices? It was so bad. It was Sarah. so sad to watch. It was, and he uh, walked off. Dude, and even the people who were hosting were like, that was weird. That was weird. Oh my God. I was so uncomfortable for him. I did not have like an emotional bucket to put all of his feelings in. <laughs> inside. I was like, I don't bucket. even have space. That's like the visual I create for myself. 
as a therapist, I, I picture a bucket next to me because, like, I can't absorb everybody's feelings. It would be too overwhelming. So I have to have this, like, bucket next to me where, like, their emotions go in. I recognize them. I see them. But at the end of the day, I have to, like, make space for go. my own and, like, let it go. And I just feel like, oh, my God, I didn't even have room in my bucket for everything going on with him. And that's not how you should feel at a comedy No. Club. I was it's just like, opposite. this is the guy. Who, but you know what? Maybe. No. He's no. not. Having, never mind. <laughs> I take it all back. Well, just about him and, and We'll have to life. do a deep dive on this Yes, next we will. Time. And I'm going to keep this and keep asking you questions because there's a whole bunch. That's of really cool. It's a real fun one for us to do. Thanks, Sarah. All right, sis. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.